0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's been said that the best way to predict the future is to create it.
1: For over 50 years, SAIC has embraced the unknown. Mission focused to build a tomorrow that works for everyone.
0: Bold transformations, digital ingenuity, the explosive, thrillingly awesome power of tech. So no matter what the future holds
1: we're ready to bring on
0: tomorrow. Good evening and welcome to a joyous last minute uh, podcast. Um, I think I've just broke um, sound records here Um uh probably got to turn the volume down a little bit but like my word Alex uh what uh what a moment like just give me just give me some words because I, I don't know what to say I'm babbling
1: well yeah I mean I think doing a sort of on the whistle podcast could could end up being a terrible idea because I'm sort of all over the place um <laughs> after after that game uh I'm just I don't know it's 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 amazing. It's a sensational result in within the context of of what happened in the game. You know, going down to ten men so early on, um, away from home against you know one of the top teams in the country, and sort of getting coming away with a draw, and not scoring actually scoring twice, and you know it was a really basically outplaying them after we went down to ten men. It's um, kind of speechless. But I mean, I mean, I think it's amazing. But then. And again, this is because just because I'm a Mardi Bastard, part of me is a bit like, I think we could have won that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So that's my, my sort of instant reaction. What about you? I, uh,
0: I, I mean, I was uh, like w- when we went down to ten men. I was, I was heads in hand. I, 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 I was like, fucking hell. Like Arteta seems to be. I think you said it, um, on our like chat group. Like Arteta is the fucking unluckiest manager. Everything goes against him. And my big, the big upset that I had about it is, you know, he's just like, fucking hell. Like I, I just want to see. Where we are as a squad, um, yeah, um, yeah. and Mustafi has fucked up again, and then I, and then I started getting angry at you because you said at the weekend that Mustafi had had a had a good game, and you know perhaps he deserved to start. And it
1: just, it, I, I was just in a world of shit to be perfectly honest. We, ne- um, we, we never learn. What well, I never learn with Mustafi, I never learn. And I like again, I caveat it with. I hope the guy's all right. He seems like a nice guy, but you always think, "Oh, well, actually, he wasn't." Maybe he could work and he'll sort of iron out the issues. And he, he just looks so... Um, and he did, he did play well on Saturday, but he or, or, against Sheffield. But he, just, he looked really nervy, and then that sort of brain fart is just—it's so Mustafi. It's not even just a. It's so Mustafi. Small that. error. It's it's catastrophic. You know, not just error leading to goal, error leading to your teammate getting sent off and the goal. And just, I, I just, I almost feel sorry for them, like, oh no, I shouldn't. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, all
0: right. so, uh, so, I think, I think we're going to try and keep a bit of structure to this. We're going to talk about um, the 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 attack, the defence, um, the performance, uh, and we're going to do that in part two after I check that our sound is okay because I don't want to record a whole podcast and it's terrible. So uh, we'll be okay. back in part two. Okay, so um, uh, back to the tried and trist, uh, tr- uh, trusted formula. Let, let, well, let's let's start. Let's start with the defence. I mean, we've already gone loosely over um, Mustafi. Um, Sokratis was uh, sick before the game. Uh, Rob Holding must have been very unfit um, um, because you know he wasn't brought on until late in the game. Um, I, mm. I don't. I don't really think that there was any other option um, apart from um, uh, Mustafi. So w- like, when we're talking about the defence, the first person that I wanted to touch. on on was David Luiz. The guy's 32 years old. He's won literally everything in the game. I, I just didn't understand the necessity to make such a bad tackle. And I know he was put in a difficult situation, but Hudson-Odoi, uh, was it Hudson-Odoi or was it Tammy Abrams?
1: Ta- Tammy Abrams.
0: T- Tammy Abrams. Like, it looked like he kind of got the, the ball under his feet um, a little <clears> bit. And it, you, don't, you just don't expect your most experienced um, elite defender in the side to make a, a mistake that badly. But alas, um, he did. And um, but I, I don't really want to fester too much on mustafi and david louise let's talk about um let's let's talk about what was good about the defense I, and i'm going to yeah. let you i'm, I'm going to let you i'm going to let you set the ball rolling with that one
1: okay well i would actually just i would sort of jump to louise's defense a little bit i think it's a bit you know foot all the top coaches talk about you know transitions because it's in transitions where Players make mistake and they make, make mistakes and they they sort of forget the, the habits they've learned, and that was sort of you know the ultimate transition. So David Luiz is of course sort of in panic mode. He's got two or three seconds, probably thinks he can block it, and just just sort of got in front of you know got tangled up with the player. I'm not really sure he was deliberately trying to do you know do that. He probably thought maybe he could just block it. So I don't know. I I, I think it's a bit. Harsh on him, and I think when we're talking about uh, the defense and the attack, we saw sort of, there's sort of two stories. After have to talk about the defense when we had 11 men and then when we had 10, because it kind of got better um, after we went down to 10. I mean, I think the opening 25 minutes, Saka was getting roasted, um, getting absolutely they, destroyed, yeah, wasn't it? Getting down the, the left hand side, not really getting much support, um, and really sort of struggling. Uh, but but after uh, after after the sending off, um, it, we Chelsea seemed to sort of lose their impetus. So there was a lot less pressure on the ball, and we could play a bit higher up the pitch. I think the other thing uh, we the other two, when we're talking about the defense, the two people we need to talk about really are Xhaka, First of all, yeah. who might well well be the best centre back at the club right now. I mean, he was he was quality. I mean, um, like he he was no.
0: he was um, objectively. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. like you like he was calm on the ball. Um, he didn't make any mistakes. He worked well under pressure and he dealt with a physical bombardment. I mean, like what the, what the, what the hell is going on there? I mean, you just, you, you never, you never would have, you never would have thought a back four, uh, like in the end, what was it? Um, uh, Saka, Bellerin back and his, from his, his first game, Jacker and Mustafi. Mm. I mean, fucking hell.
1: And we need to, you know, again, I mean, I was going to come on to this, channel you know, I sort of listened back to the last podcast because I'm arrogant and I like the sound of my own voice, but I sort of realised it might have sounded like we were being too hard on Arteta, and I really hope that didn't—that that isn't what came across, because, you know, he's got basically his entire defence is out injured, um, and this is the very definition of a, a makeshift defence that he's put together, and it is solid, Um and I think yeah, Xhaka, uh, You know, who knew? Again, a guy we no one really had any time for is is sort of really stepped up again. But the other the other key person in there is is Bellerin. Um, Come back from being. You know, I was I heard rumours a few weeks ago that we were looking to sell him because the club were just worried he was he couldn't re- regain his his sort of pace and his levels of, of fitness.
0: Well, he also didn't look very good in the first half. Did he, he look quite off the pace?
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I mean, maybe first 25 minutes, I was a bit worried yeah. that he, he was off the pace. I mean, obviously, he's coming back from a very, you know, almost a year ago today, um, yeah. he fucked his ACL. So it's not surprising, you know, that he's looked a bit rough. Yeah,
1: but he, I mean, uh, by the, I mean, it's kind of weird like, trying to assess the, the defending in the second half. So I can't really remember it, but... Um, he just looked really good and that goal at the end I mean that is a captain's goal and I sort of already was uh, sort of falling in love with him after that uh, that Adidas video that he did where he just looks like the coolest bloke in the world uh, him and yeah, he was, he everybody would out.
0: like a Bellerin as yeah. a friend wouldn't yeah. they
1: yeah but I mean that would talk about just sort of t- taking the game by the scruff of the neck and just it was just it was so good um, was it his left foot as well yeah yeah just, just curling it around Stra- I mean their keeper was I pretty mean, um...
0: Ke- Kepper is not the world's most expensive goalkeeper no. is he I mean he really um, I mean he, he looked very nervous on the ball today for someone he, that was renowned yeah. for being good with his feet and like, I, I didn't think much of his ability from that short no. really should have saved that he probably yeah.
1: could, should have saved that yeah um, but sorry yeah we're, we're, I'm going all over the place but I do, in terms of defence you know I think Bellerin and um, are definitely the sort of standout, standout guys yeah um, and yeah.
0: uh, you, know, you know bigger than that i mean you've 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 pretty much spoken about all of them and uh, there's not much to disagree with there but just uh, just the the thing that really got me is uh when bad things happen to arsenal we feel sorry for ourselves uh um, mm-hmm. um we let you know we, you know we let football happen to us and i just really felt that the whole team just didn't lie down i mean the the let's be honest the fans gave up Right, there isn't a single fan out there that thought Arsenal have a chance here, maybe we could nick something.
1: to be be fair, before you you sort of incur the wrath of the away fans, they they sounded amazing on it. They they sort of didn't give up, and they were singing the entire game, you could hear the the away fans, but I think...
0: And you know, just to... Sort of bring up something that I wrote to prove that point is that um, you know we always talk about uh, the the the, f- the expectations journalists that blame the fans for um, you know the, what's going on on the pitch and yeah. uh, you know I wrote this morning that, that like the fans feed off of hundred hundred percent effort um, I, I had a quote from um, from Phil Knight um, who started um, Nike. And he said, yeah. uh, he said in his book when he was talking about an athlete that he really loved, Prefontaine, he said, no matter the sport, no matter the human endeavor, really, total effort will win people's hearts. And, like, mm. we've gone from pre-Christmas... But like journalists literally saying that Arsenal, Arsenal fans were the problem for what's going on to the pitch to, um, you know, mid-January and the away fans uh, like egging on the team and and that, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it in performance. That is all driven from having players that throw their bodies in the line and you know, yeah. that, that was yeah. and that was kind of my my bigger point. The the, the fight in the team to defend. Yeah, like, you yeah. just never thought you would get that out of Arsenal players. They didn't look interesting. Nah.
1: No, and that and that's something again. We're you know giving got to give huge credit to Arteta, and as you said, it's just the guy is the unluckiest guy in the world. Or Emery used up all of his luck. The 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 change in team performance, but also just you know to a man, nearly. Well, apart from Mustafi, nearly every every individual player seems to have got so much better, and so plays with so much more purpose and understanding. They play as a team. All these things are thanks to him. And like you said, when that red card happened, it was just devastating because it's like, well, I want to see him have a chance to show what he can do. And this is kind of... We're not going to get that chance when we've gone down to 10 men after 20 minutes because we're just going to be defending. But actually, we, we, we kind of defied our own... Well, defied expectations, I suppose, by taking the game to Chelsea and actually... Pretty much outplaying them for most of the game, so Arteta, yeah. I mean, well, huge, huge, huge credit,
0: and um, sorry yeah. So, like, a, a Monier, like a, a momentous, um, game changing defensive performance. And I, I don't think that that's an over exaggeration. Maybe in the morning I feel embarrassed about saying that, but fuck <laughs> it, um, like, I, I'm, I'm feeling great about that. The, the let's let's talk about attack because, um,
1: Oh, what, sorry, one more thing. Do we have to give credit to Leno as well after we,
0: oh, we coached Oh, yeah, you're it, right. I mean, he came he up was, with some fucking big saves tonight, didn't he?
1: He was big. That, again, he thrives in these kind of situations. He's a good shot stopper, right? And, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man. So he's another one. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, no, but I, I, think,
0: I think you're absolutely right with the question. And I, I don't really feel like it was, um, I don't think it was a Chelsea bombardment. I don't. I don't think. Right. I, I think that that was exactly the sort of game where you wanted exactly that performance. Big game, lots of pressure on. Um, probably in the back of his head, he's thinking about what happened uh, in the Chelsea game. The Ch- mm. Ch- it was the Chelsea game where he flapped at the cross last time, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So he conceded the first one, and then Mustafi Mustafi for the the second
0: one. Yeah. So yeah. B- full full credit. That was um, that was a top goalkeeping performance tonight. Um, so yeah, like praise, praise to Leno, uh, no doubt. Nah. So let's let's talk about the attacking side of things because yeah. I was uh, I, I was furious at how bad we are in the final third. Saka's uh, M-, M product is, was shocking. Lacazette was uh, nowhere to be seen really tonight. Pepe was awful. And I was wondering where that final third pass was going to come from. And it didn't come from anywhere. because <laughs> It came
1: from Mustafi. It,
0: yeah, well, it came from
1: Mustafi's assist.
0: But it, yeah, yeah, OK. Let's, I'm not going to give Mustafi any credit for the assist. Right. The, point, the point being that Gabriel took the game by the scruff of his neck and decided that he wasn't going to need uh, a ball into the final third. I mean, right. the guy is a teenager. And he runs the length of the pitch... Beats all his men And like the composure I'm getting excited Just oh. talking about it How Like yeah. where do you find Composure like that At that age To just slot home What, a, what a, You know You know what I was thinking When he was running through there I was thinking th- This is Theo Walcott the, Like remember Theo yeah. Walcott He did the, Those amazing runs And then he'd fall it's over the Liverpool. ball Oh yeah. god What um, What uh, uh, th- Like That I was saying to my Chelsea fans Before the game uh, Gabriel's been brilliant But he's yet to really Truly announce himself On the scene. And yeah. like, I think, well, he had his Nicholas Anelka moment because he's the first teenager to get to ten goals for Arsenal since Anelka back in ninety eight. And man. that 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 was a that wasn't a goal. That was, sorry, I, I'm I'm so excited about it. I don't even know <laughs> how to explain. I, like that that was a goal that says you've got a fucking big big future ahead of you. That's Real Madrid, yeah, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I whatever. <laughs> now he's getting totally carried away. Whatever happens, if he stays at Arsenal and has a great career or doesn't we could probably at least sell him for 150 million um and he could be our coutinho man but um, yeah, yes you know, i, I getting, think that's
0: exactly someone said that on the blog this morning yeah. is, is he gonna be our coutinho no doubt yeah. it's a shame I mean,
1: get, getting a, getting ahead of ourselves i think the thing i loved about that goal. i mean that goal it had obviously had pace and power i mean dribbling technique ball control but you said the, the main thing is the composure to do that and like I don't think it's better I don't think many of our players I think Aubameyang possibly I think even you could see Lacazette or Pepe getting to that position and sort of maybe maybe fluffing it at the end but the, the thing I love watching the replay if you watch him run there's a replay of him running like close up on his face he just looks cool as a cucumber it's just clinical there's no there's no sort of Fre- urgency or, or a sort of sense of um, frat- like being frantic in, in his eyes. is just really, really composed, and uh, like he's just an absolutely elite player. And it's how, just- how the fuck do you find him bumming around in
0: like some second division Brazilian league? Like, what, well, what, what, what sort of? What did sort you see what?
1: The... Did you see what Fabregas tweeted? No. Um, Fra- well, I, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Francis cagayo Yeah, strikes again. He is
0: just, just absolutely phenomenal scouting, and yeah. that is the sort of player Arsenal should be signing. Not sniffing around, you know, Kizawa. fucking Kizawa and boating. Like, find it. Um, like the Arsenal team needs to be chocked full of players of that talent, and that's the only yeah. way that we're going to move yeah. forward. Like, no more fucking Raul contacts, fucking signings. Give us uh, players that are found because the data points are them being incredible. Find us players that have that mentality, that power, yeah. that pace, that skill, that, yeah. that 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 outrageously high ceiling. That's what we need. Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, so I saw someone say actually just I know we again we're mentioning talking about attack. We're talking about transfers and stuff. But someone said if um, if we bring in uh, Kazawa and um, Boateng this January, then we will truly know. Ralston Sonja, he's level, and that, that I think we would have to, you know, mount some kind of campaign to get him out of the club because that would be disastrous for us. Did so you, you're absolutely it? right. We should be. We, we talked about this last time. We don't have the money to buy ready-made products. We have to be smarter with our scouting and the kind of players. We need more pairs like that. And actually, it just reminded me the other thing we should um, be, you know, credit Arteta or the the academy or whatever. I mean, how many academy players have we, or young players have we got on the pitch um, in these games? And like Saka and Maitland-Niles and um, I can't remember now who else um, was better
0: than none of know. them. Look, none of them look out of their depth. No, no. None even, of them. The, the people letting yeah. us down are the senior players.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which segues again nicely to, if we're talking about the attack, and not to put a downer on it. Uh, we can go through the players, but what did you think of Lacazette?
0: I don't, I, I think that the problem with Lacazette, and you, you know, j- just look at the um, look at the Chelsea forward line. It's it, it's power, it's aggression, it's uh, it, like it's elite levels of skill, and I, I just feel like Lacazette gets eaten up in games like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I appreciate that he's doing a shift for a team, but like he, he dropped, like he dropped, he was dropping so deep and then he doesn't have the, it didn't look like he had the strength to really um, turn the ball. I, ju- I, I just, it looked like a turgid performance to me again. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping that Eddie and Ketier has got something about him. I mean, the I, like, question back to you it's, it's, you know, we're fresh off um, a, a massive like hit of emotion, And, you know, I haven't had time to go back and look at the highlights. Is he just putting in one of the, uh, like a dirty shift like Gilberto did, but, you know, up front? Or is it just not right? Is it just not right?
1: I think he, I think he has been doing that. I think tonight he didn't even really do that. And his, I mean, he, he, he ran around a lot and, and, you know, pressed and stuff, but his link at play, which is, Pretty much his best asset, other than uh, his, his shot in the box, just wasn't there tonight. And I was I was a bit surprised that Arteta took Pepe and Martinelli off and left him on because if we're going we're sitting deep and we need to counter and hold the ball, surely those guys would be better for that than Lacazette. And he just there was he didn't even he, he's at least been providing link-up play if he hasn't been able to create you know score goals and he, he's helped create stuff. But he didn't even really do that tonight, and I think we asked a question last time. I think if Martinelli has, you know, if he scores, <laughs> no pressure. If he scores again in the next game, I think he's uh, he's almost undroppable. And when Obamian comes back, Lacazette has to make way because uh, maybe Artet, you know, Artet obviously knows a lot more about these things than you or I. Right, but and he he sees Lacazette as fundamental to the structure of the team, but. He's just—he's sort of offering less and less at the moment, and he was—he yeah, was a total passenger um, tonight. Uh, so it's and uh, yeah, not to be—you know—be a downer on it, but it's just—I just again this sort of ridiculous getting getting ahead of yourself. We're like, I feel like we could have won that." if
0: uh, Yeah, we could have. You know? We could have. But I'm gonna—I'm gonna do one more Debbie Downer note here. Mm. Uh, I, I really struggle that Arsenal spent £72 million on a player as embarrassingly one-footed as Nicolas Pepe. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it is painful, painful to watch. And I know that he had some good moments today. Um, and I know the fans were singing his name after. But, I mean, he, like, he, he really... He, he's not one-dimensional, but he's very, very, very one-footed. And I, yeah. it's... it's is, is it is it a little staggering? I mean, I know that um, James Rodriguez was is famously one footed as well, and yeah. you know, he's never really hit the heights. Can can you still hit the heights? Can you still be a you know one hundred and fifty million pound player if you're that one footed? It, it, it almost looks like he's off balance um, at yeah. times because he 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 can't he can't touch it with any other foot and. The the end product in the final third was an abomination tonight. I mean, like lo- a lot of praise um, for the the, the resolute um, defending of the team, but we really didn't make much of those final balls into the box. Saka's ball was terrible. Gabriel's ball was terrible. Nicolas Pepe. I mean, uh, you know.
1: You, I mean, is it not that they have less to sort of aim for because it was only because we went down to ten men? It was only really Lacazette in the box. Um, I don't, I don't know, look, I'm on Pepe, I'm flip-flopping all over the place, I, as you know, love the bloke, yeah, and then um, um, was getting, the last couple of games been a bit sort of, uh, this. you know, it feels like he could do more, I thought tonight, I thought he was okay, I mean, given the circumstances, he, he had some smart dribbles, he, he played us out of pressure when he could, he didn't really have... He needs people overlapping with him or people to link up with because yeah, he, right. can't, I'm probably being he can't unfair. dribble around five players, and, and that's where his one footedness probably becomes more um, apparent or more obvious. Um, I think, so, again, you know, I'm just quoting other people's thoughts and ideas, but someone said, I think the reality is he's probably like a 40 or 50 million pound player that we overpaid for. I still, so it's not to say he's, he's no good or. Um, he doesn't have a role, but £72 million is, you know, uh, Aguero come in and start scoring straight away. He, do you know what I mean? Or I, I don't know. I'm, I can't even think now. Yeah, but yeah that I, That sort of level.
0: He just got hope that he he works out his style I mean the good thing is that you are right um, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit mean because nobody had a good end ball today but mm. I think that he's starting to get he's starting to find his stride with um, the ball at his feet and Chelsea players really struggle to get it off him at times yeah. it, it's yeah. just um, it's just a bit it, I just felt like overall um, I, and actually for the entire season we we just lost that magic in the final third a little bit but at least yeah. um, at least we're starting to um, find patterns in our play a little bit and hopefully um, when we get our fitness up to the right levels and uh, the spark of confidence that I yeah. hope will have come from tonight will start to seep through into other games.
1: Yeah, I think we just, I mean, it's just that, uh, you know, not very profound, but we just need to start winning and then when, once we start getting the swagger back and the confidence, I think it, that stuff will change. I mean... It is worth saying. So there was a stat at um, halftime. It was the first game in four years where we hadn't even had a shot, um, which is, is kind of crazy. And actually, we only had two shots on target the whole game, and they were both goals. So, uh, I mean, we need to we need to change that. I think if we can get a bit more consistent, get the players at fitness, get a bit more of consistent first eleven or front three settled a bit more that will start to change and, you know, get, get a bit more time between games and start, you know, we, we can hopefully rack that up, but, yeah.
0: um, and again, I guess you, I guess you've taken a seat like into the, you know, the final bit about which is performance. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that we had more possession than Chelsea in the first half with, with, with 10 men. And that's a Chelsea team that have absolutely dominated people yeah. in possession. And, um, like overall, That game for me feels like what the fan... I I know it sounds weird because we drew and, and we didn't win, but if the fans need convincing that Arteta is the right man for the job... That, was, that, that, that game today was the right performance because like I just yeah. said, we've got loads of players out injured. We had a massive setback uh, losing our best defender and that team came together. They didn't panic. Um, they played for each other. They fought, fought until the end and they came from yeah. a goal down twice and the second time, imagine that, like, you've worked your bollocks off. Um, you, you go 2-1 down. To come back from that is is absolutely phenomenal. And that, yeah. for me, is the Arteta mentality. That's what yeah. you want, right? And the, the rest is going to come because we're going to add better players. We're going to get rid of some of the draws. He's learning game to game who he yeah. can bank on and who he can't bank on. But to come back and win a point there, like, absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's... It, I mean, I think hopefully he's learned from tonight that he can never play Mustafi again in any game
0: that... Mustafi's got to gotta be in. finished, right? I mean... Yeah, it, like, I mean... The thousand-yard stare, uh, like he'd, you know, like he'd just found out that the police had raided his hard drive and there was something disgusting yeah. on there. <laughs> oh, he's He's into into that farmyard <laughs> yeah. stuff. Oh, God. And he's about to get yeah, arrested. I mean,
1: he's um he's got to be destined, right? And then... Um, the other thing, I mean, the reality is as well. He didn't. Uh, Arteta didn't really have a lot of options from the like attacking options from the bench. He both had none. But like Willock, Gwendausi, and, and Ketier was our only sort of forward-minded player. So he's 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 down to bare bones at the moment. So and uh, you know, I said to you after the last one, I th- I think we got, I was getting pelters on Twitter because people thought we were criticizing Arteta, and we would, uh, you know, I really hope that was. Wasn't the impression he gave because he is de- de- the the progress is evident and the defensive structure is is clearly improved. Maybe it's cost us uh, something in terms of going forward, but actually that's a good base basis to build from. And as soon as we get through this sort of crazy injury and um, suspension period we're in, and we never have to rely on Mustafi, I'm sure we can start winning winning some games and creating more chances than we are um yeah so it's all keep the faith perspective fc all that stuff
0: yeah absolutely i, I i'm i'm excited I, I i was i was so depressed um at the start of the game but like i've come away from this and i know it's only a point and the three points should be necessary but i just i, I knew if i knew if we lost today like you'd start to get the knives out i saw people 10 minutes in calling for uh calling Arteta a fraud and you're like I always
1: knew he was was rubbish yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. Arsenal have made a massive mistake because everybody wants to be the first to say that like we have not made a mistake with Arteta Mm. um, but what is becoming absolutely apparent is there are a lot of players in that squad that he can't trust but you know like I think players from around Europe are going to be looking at what Arteta is doing they're going to see superstars like Gabriel come through Um, I'm hoping that they're going to see you know, look look what Arteta has done for Granite Jacker.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. like let's let's be perfectly honest. We all wanted him out the club, like wanted him mm. out, and he's turning into you know one of the most reliable players over the. He's last He's like
1: season. our Fernandinho, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's
0: our Fernandinho, but you just you'd never expected that to happen. No, and, he, no. you know, if, if, if we get to the end of the season, we go on a, a five, six game winning streak, we actually start to create a little bit more in the final third. Like, you, you're a young player from around Europe. Um, you've got to be looking at Arsenal as a, as a potential yeah. stepping stone. And it's going to have yeah. to be young players because clearly, if this January transfer window is anything to go by, we absolutely don't have money. But I, no. I, I think the, the the great thing is there's some excitement. Um, and I haven't been this in, this invested in the game for for a long time. You know, you're watching it, and you've got that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. And it, yeah. you know, I, I just didn't care enough uh, under Emery, and I certainly didn't care enough under Arsene Wenger. But I'm starting to get yeah. those um, th- those feelings back. You know, like to be yeah. to, to be excited about the future, to be upset when things don't go your way. So I think it's um, I think it's exciting times ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really add more to that. I, do, I agree. It's, it's positive, and um, just as long as we don't sort of uh, blow the transfer budget on some sort of rouse well, <laughs> uh, and that uh, he contact contact players.
0: I think that there's um that there's poten- there's potentially a little bit of logic with um, Kazawa, or as the people on the Grove seem to be pointing out, that basically it's get him in on a free transfer, then sell Kalasanak. Mm-hmm. Um, for fifteen million, um, and, and yeah. they take a you know somebody who's earning one hundred and twenty thousand pounds a week off the wage bill and replace them with yeah. someone that will probably pick up ninety or eighty, and then the Boateng thing, like, like no, if, 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 if Boateng is a loan deal, look. I I think it's very difficult finding anybody on loan at at this stage of the season. Um, Yeah. Who, 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 you know, you take a chance on John Stones who's been absolutely fucking garbage. Um, Mm. I I think, I think it's, it's going to be difficult. I just hope that we don't, you know, do what we you know do what we've done over the last few seasons like bringing in these these duffers tying them down to long deals but i think the summer yeah. is going to be i i think what we're learning is that the summer's going to be an extreme turnover of players though right I, yeah. you know we're not we're built for whatever the fuck bought was supposed to be but we're not built for the future and we're not built for where arteta wants to take it
1: yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah, you've you convinced
0: me, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, okay, well, it, it, was, it was only going to be a quick podcast today. Alex, thank you for jumping on last minute, and um, we will speak. What's All the right. next game? What's the next game?
1: Uh, I should know, oh, hang on, I do know. Uh, Bournemouth away in the FA Cup. Great, okay, yeah, I, I, um, hopefully Burnley that. away.
0: Oh, Burnley, <laughs> Burnley.
1: After, after that, and then Newcastle and Everton at home, Ooh.
0: I think. Yeah, so we've got some good games we get to play Carlo Ancelotti
1: so you've got the best manager yeah yeah I, d- I might have just got that completely wrong I think that's all right.
0: but yeah awesome okay well thank you for joining um, thank you for listening uh, if you're listening give us a five star review um, tell your friends share it with people in the office and have a great day speak to you soon bye bye
1: streaming the biggest sporting events exclusive originals and the latest movies this february we've got super bowl 56 the 2022 winter olympics and the peacock original bel-air plus the new movie marry me in theaters and streaming valentine's day sign up now at PeacockTV.com. sports social podcast network